Welcome to Things to Know. I'm Luca, and on this show, we talk to the people that make the thingdoms what it is. Today, we're talking to none other than whatever, a multidisciplinary artist and civil engineer. I hope you enjoy this interview, but more importantly, I hope you learn something. Thank you so much for joining us today. Why don't you start by just telling us a little bit about yourself? Who are you? Yeah, so I go by whatever, uh, aka Stevie, whatever. Um, I'm from Scotland. Um, so growing up, I've always been into artwork and um, enjoyed drawing and whatnot. So sort of through school, um, you know, that was that was the sort of subjects I enjoyed. But I also had a a kind of technical um, mindset, I suppose. So um, when it came time to choose choose the career path, I ended up sort of going with the, the maybe the safer option, um, the more pragmatic choice, and took the technical route. And um, I, I went to and done a degree uh, in civil engineering at Glasgow University. Um, but throughout that time i've always sort of kept the artwork going um on the side but yeah so i've been working as a civil engineer for for the past 10 years um and and the artwork's basically been a, a sort of a, a sideline i suppose that's really interesting so you always had this inclination towards art but you end up in civil engineering was there anything about engineering and civil engineering that drew you towards it in particular? Or was it, like you said, more the, the safe option, you were good at it with the mechanical thinking? Yeah, I mean, I suppose there's also an element of creativity that's involved in, in engineering as well, I guess, albeit it's maybe um, a bit more applied and dealing with sort of a real life problems and um, and, and and issues, but I, I like the I like the problem solving solving elements of it, and I think it kind of filters into the artwork that I do as well. I've got quite a, um, I suppose in terms of the sort of geometrical type style of work, I've got quite a, a organized mind in that that sense. I suppose so. Um, yeah, to answer your question, I suppose it's just. Um, it's hard to say what what kind of a tickles your fancy, I suppose. But um, yeah, that 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 was the the route that I, that I picked, us, I guess. But um, here we are. <laughs> it, I I agree with the kind of reflecting in your art. You say geometric. I I think of it a lot like systems. Like it, it's very systemsy. There's a lot of interacting pieces. It, I can see that as well. Um, let's talk about the art a little bit more. Did it always, was it something you always continued to do while kind of going through the engineering path or was it something that you enjoyed as a kid and rediscovered later? Tell us a little bit about that process as it kind of ebbs and flows in and out of your life. Yeah, sure. So um, definitely from a young age, it was always something that um, I had a quite a big passion for. And through school, art was probably my favorite subject. Um, and then if it wasn't art, it would be, you know, the sort of graphic communication type technical drawing stuff. So I suppose that's kind of where the, the sort of crossover there would be with the engineering, I guess. But um, so when when I went 
to uni, um, I, I suppose I did it kind of parked it a little bit. I fell away from it slightly, but once uh, I started um, working properly full time um, after I finished uh, uni, then yeah, I, I sort of a I turned back to it. It's it's, it's maybe a, a sort of an escape when you know real life work and whatnot can be quite a high pressure stress and whatnot. So yeah, it's it's sort of my um, my little escape place I guess but um yeah so that that was probably back in about 2012 that, that I started um picking up on it again properly got got myself a bunch of sketchbooks and and just started really um just being being quite active um and in creating and, and whatnot but um the the work that I would do is I guess you could say sort of a doodle based I mean, I think in this space, you could potentially say it's leaning towards a sort of a Vinnie Hager sort of style. Um, in the past, maybe people have said, oh, it's sort of like Keith Haring sort of a looking. But um, at that point, I, I had to admit, I didn't even know who Keith Haring was. So um, I was just sort of doing what I was doing. But um, then, then come maybe about... After after about a year of of um, doing some some work at that point, I then started a, an Instagram page. Um, started sharing some of the work, which was, I guess, that for me was quite a because it wasn't, you know, my full time thing, and it was a sort sort of not a secret, but it was something that I would do in in my own time. Then. You know, it's quite a vulnerability to sort of just go right here it is and, and share it. So that that was a bit of a step, I suppose. But once I started kind of posting it and you know maybe getting some feedback and, and whatnot, it's, yeah, it sort of um, inspires you to, to keep going and motivates you a bit. So um, yeah, that that from from that um, out of those sort of doodle based type older works is where the the little logo and brand um sort of developed from um it's called whatever um wtvr and it's like a, a little guy that just like kind of looks like yeah right whatever that's the the little logo so um i ended up in 2015 based on that sort of logo i ended up kicking off a, a clothing line um which was a bit of a labor of love i guess just over the years of it's always rolled on in the background and um sort of dipped in and out of it just depending on real life and um, busyness and and whatever's going on in the background so um yeah it's kind of went full circle now because just with the um stumbling into the nfts um and web3 sort of side of things um, I've kind of started focusing back towards the artwork again, where it where it all sort of started, I guess, for myself. So, um, yeah, that's a, a little bit of a background of the um, the route that I took there. So, that's a fascinating story, and there's so many different parts I want to ask about it. The two things that I'm going to limit myself to before we jump to crypto is 
Uh, firstly, was there any like real light switch moment that motivated you to make that first post or, or make that decision to share your work for the first time? Um, and then the secondly is what's your favorite part of having a clothing brand like that, a clothing project, whatever you want to call it, um, that's kind of working in the background. I know that's two questions we can, you know, come back to them, but yeah, no, that's cool. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it was potentially just having built up quite a bit of a, you know, a back catalog of, of material where personally I, I thought it was, um, reasonable enough, um, to, to sort of share it. Um, and then I, th I think that's Scotland and the UK in general, it's quite a, I don't know, this is where, where you can kind of separate us from the US and that as a, as a nation or as a sort of Scotland and the UK, the rest of the UK, we're quite a, a modest society and um, people are, can be told like get back in your box for like you know going out of their way to to um blow their own trumpet or whatever so um, not to say uh, america is obviously a bit more bells and whistles and showbiz and glamour but whatnot but um yeah so i think it's it's kind of getting over that um initial um worry i suppose and then this is where sort of the message of the whatever brand was like don't really concern yourself with the opinions of others and just you know whatever just put it out there and you know not everybody's going to like what you're what you're doing but really that doesn't really matter as long as as you as you're enjoying it so and um, that that i suppose stumbling upon that logo and maybe the thought the thought that it, that it triggered i probably never actually meant <laughs> meant it to mean that at first and then the 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 sort of um narrative behind it just sort of developed there so um yeah i would say that that was the the light bulb moment um and then in terms of the clothing line i think it was it was really just uh looking for another platform to uh, share um you know various elements of like creative works that i'd been working on um I get um, my family and friends and whatnot slag me quite a bit for being like the guy with all the hobbies. So I've, I've like been into sort of photography and the artwork and just different sports and snowboarding and whatever else and blah, blah, blah. Um, I've got a new board or a new camera or toy or anything like that every, every other week. So um, I think with that... Um, I just wanted to sort of roll that all into one umbrella um, and then, you know, sharing some sort of photography stuff and um, just past artworks and yeah, just a way to, um, I suppose, to try and focus the mind a little bit on um, being able to um, give it a bit of purpose and, you know, at the time you, you don't really know where it could go. Um, to be honest, clothing as a as a as a business is is not a very profitable business if you're a one man band and you know you've got a lot of stock to keep up and um you need to get obviously all the different sizes and you can't just print one or two of our print run you need to print a, a full batch so um but yeah so I mean that 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 was 
the thinking when I was starting, but what I did also think was up until that point, all the work that I'd done, artwork was all um, analog sort of on paper and, and whatnot with a, like Sharpies and paint and stuff. Um, but I had made a, a sort of commitment then. I was like, well, if I'm going to start this brand, then I'm going to teach myself um, sort of digital artwork. So I got like a subscription for Illustrator, Adobe Illustrator, and, you know, basically kind of taught myself um, that. And then the way that I looked at it was, well, hey, if, if I don't, if this doesn't actually go anywhere, then at least I've developed a, a skill in that sense. So, which is quite, quite ironic because now, like looking back, that that choice is what's effectively given me the 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 sort of back catalogue of artwork and abilities for you know creating digital content and then NFTs and, and whatnot. So, uh, yeah, it's great. It's great. It's great. Um, it's great. Interesting. Yeah, the switch from physical art and like producing in the physical world over to the digital one is one that I think is incredibly interesting. Um, but I think it's one that like most people, even artists, don't really fully understand the power of until they've like been doing it for a minute um, or have this platform of NFTs and, and kind of see the world that's coming on that front to fully understand it. I think that brings us perfectly to the conversation of how did you discover crypto and NFTs and what did that journey look like for you? Yeah, so so basically, um, in terms of NFTs, I, I'd obviously heard about Bitcoin and the, the annoying thing is I'd actually heard about Ethereum on a podcast <laughs> like about four years ago or something like that. And, and I always remembered, right, I need to go back to this and I could never actually quite find exactly what it was that I'd heard about. So anyway, that's a... A little bit of a tangent but um in terms of nfts um well look abc um obviously the founder um of thingdoms um so i know him in real life we were at school together um and owen as well um they were in the year above me um and basically look because in Luke's friend group, he he'd done a lot of artwork, and in mine's, I was sort of the same, probably the only one out of my friends. So we always sort of kept in touch over the years, kind of back and forth, just in terms of what what each other's getting up to. Because he's always done um, kind of artwork since he sort of went down that route as a career. Um, so basically on instagram which is where obviously i would share a lot of my work um one time luke had i was thinking it must have been july or august last year i'd noticed that his profile picture had changed to this duck <laughs> and then um so i i'd obviously i was a bit curious but never really thought much of it at the time and then he posted something about he'd listed an nft or or whatnot so I'd heard about NFTs previously. I think it was Reggie Watts on a Joe Rogan podcast or something like the year before, um, but hadn't really kind of dived much deeper into it. And then, so I thought, right, I gave Luke a shout and I was like, what? I've heard about these things. What are they? Explain it. Um, so it kind of gave me the steer. I went away, started kind of kicking the tires and sort of immersing myself a bit. Um, going down the rabbit hole um, and then 
maybe came back a few weeks later and said, right, look, this is me. I'm ready to go. Um, how do I actually get set up? And so he explained about the OpenSea account and MetaMask and getting your ETH onto Coinbase and, and all that sort of side of things. So basically got that set up and then um, had a bit of a disaster with the first project that I bought into. But I think in a sense, it's good to have the... Um, it was a learning experience because I think that gave me the commitment to actually um, learn more because I was invested in it, if you know what I mean. Um, I think it was actually one of those projects that had been, um, there's a certain named person um, who had a, an account on Instagram, a high profile account that got toned down. Um, so I'm not naming names, I suppose, but um, yeah, it was a, a project that he had sort of a pumped for his own commercial benefit I suppose um but yeah so that that was really the the route into nfts themselves and then I suppose that would segue into um into thingdoms I, Luke hadn't actually mentioned anything about thingdoms so I think he probably wasn't like trying to push his project on on on, <laughs> on there that so which was um I did I ended up seeing on uh, I think it was maybe on his his own Twitter. They had like a link to um, the Thingdoms page, and then I'd, I'd asked him like, "What is this about?" Um, and he basically said that it's a project that him and Owen were working on. Um, and this, I think, it was like November. Um, so I managed. I think the Discord was obviously gated at that point. So I, if you don't actually don't get, I just said, "Can I get in?" And uh, he was like, "Sure." So I got in. Um, I got on the whitelist and then come December, by this point, I'd started to like really dive deep. I'd be listening to a lot of podcasts and starting to really understand like, what this technology is all about. And I think that for me, that's where, you know, I see beyond the artwork quite a bit um, for this. And that's why I'm, I'm really quite bullish on it. Um, I suppose it's the same for a lot of people, but... Um, when I jumped in the Thingdoms Discord and just Thing FM and all these adverts that Bailov and whatnot was, it kind of reminded me of like playing Grand Theft Auto and all the all the just the um, the radio channels when you're just driving about. So I was like, this seems insane. I think I said to him, I was like, I can't believe like the hype for this that you've got. Is like, I think it's shocked him as well. But um, yeah, it's just amazing. It's what, what, what they've done and hats off to them to be honest and um, I was really really glad to get get in and get involved and would never have expected to see see what it would be to turn out like this but amazing it's a it's a really funny story for you to have known Luke beforehand have him onboard you and then find out the pro about the project passively and yeah and um, so that's hilarious Jumping back to the technology itself, when you were going down the rabbit hole back in November, what was it that that drew you to it? Like, what about it made you realize, oh, this is super interesting, or I need to look into this a lot more? Yeah, so I think um, obviously I've got friends who have been into DeFi um, for the last couple of years. Um, year two years and you know i've seen them making some good money and whatnot but at the same time 
it was never really something that I found tangible that 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 you know piqued my interest enough to want to actually really really get involved. It always seemed a bit risky and a bit you know it wasn't really for me at that time. Um, however, when I found out about NFTs, it was it, the dots started to connect for me in that. So basically, you're taking a digital asset which you know touched on this previously about the transition from real like i say real normal artwork or traditional artwork into digital artwork and then there could potentially be the thought that i used to think this before digital artwork before i got involved in it was it's, it's almost like not real art because it's like well you're not using a pen you're not using a paint it's not you know so and then you've but then with nfts and you've created this digital asset you can you can now take it and obviously it's almost like the physical good because it's got a, a, an asset that you can fit effectively say right you own this now and so connecting those dots and then that obviously gives it a value so i then started thinking to myself well i've got you know a back catalog of digital artwork um that well you know who knows maybe i could start trying to sell some of that um but then that without sounding from if that wasn't the main sort of prerogative I suppose it was more the seeing the the potential value and the the idea of it being all of the the as it gets resold and resold you know that that's a um the royalty going back to the creator so it's almost like flipping a market on its head entirely and turning it into like an, a creator a creator economy and then I just started thinking well there's going to be once this becomes, you know, mass adopted, the real world utility is literally world breaking. You know, it's like in terms of, for example, like a, a manufacturer of some product, like a car or something. And, you know, if they sell that with an NFT and every time that car gets resold, then they would get a royalty from it. So it kind of motivates that company to want to make a better longer lasting product so i think it just it's just gonna absolutely change the the planet um i think well i say i think to me it, it seems pretty obvious that that's what's going to happen but um obviously at the moment we're in this sort of pfp <coughs> bubble um which isn't it's not i don't think it's going to go away in the sense that i think everybody's always in once it kind of a branches out into the, the you know the metaverse i suppose um everybody's going to have their avatar their, their their handle that they want to share that this is their flex or this is the group that they're associated with or who they're involved with but in terms of um like projects i think there just seems to be an absolute saturation in the market there's just constantly new projects coming in every single day and maybe maybe a year ago probably before i actually even like knew what it was um that could work you know you could potentially um launch a project and and, and everything will work but i think unless you've got some key um either really really cool artwork um a really interesting community or I think going forward it's going to be more importantly utility and especially like real world utility um, as it 
as it sort of branches out <clears throat> into you know real industries that aren't um, making use of the technology at this point. Um, you know, these there's some great minds in these fields, and and once they get exposed to the possibilities of you know this is an asset this is how it can have a tangible value it's a unique token that lives on the blockchain that literally you know it's it's it is literally going to um just revolutionize things and and i think once you've got these great minds um aware of that then they'll they'll be able to you know apply that to to things in ways that we can't even begin to imagine at this point. Um, so yeah, very bullish on NFTs and as a whole. So. <laughs> I am too, um, and I agree with pretty much everything you you pointed out there. Speaking of teams and and people that know how to build in the space, um, I have to ask, given you know them, what's the weirdest or funniest story you have with Luke and and the whole gang on that front? Um, oh, not to put you on the spot, you know. Um, <laughs> start to think. I mean, like, really, it's, I think I can remember back to a time when, as I said, so Luke was in the year above me. Um, we had sort of different friend groups at school, but we had that sort of commonality of the artwork. Um, so I remember going through a sort of a graffiti phase um, right into the sort of street art and stuff. Um, and I remember Luke and another guy um, from his year that uh, I wouldn't name his name uh, came up and we went, we were having a walk around about the street. Luke had like a tag, it was like K-O-D, <laughs> K-A-O-D. Um, and I'm pretty sure it got thrown up somewhere. Um, yeah, that that from memory, that's probably what I can think. But what I will say, and and I'm I'm genuinely not just saying this. It's I think because in a lot of other projects, you don't know these people who you are effectively investing in, and you know, so it's it's therefore always a bit of a punt. You're just you're just putting your your um your hope in, into it and just seeing how it goes, I suppose. Especially when you're dealing with it's like pretty considerable sums of money, especially when you're just getting into it. Um so from that point of view, because I know the background of the two of those guys, like I know that Owen is he's he's a really smart guy. I remember him from school was he was in uh, my physics class and uh, he was he was a he was a clued up guy. Um, and Luke, obviously, he's done he's done a lot of work um, with big brands, and he's a. I know that he's a, he's a really creative thinker, and I think him having a pot of capital to basically just go at it without any, you know, any any sort of higher level telling them this is what you are going to be making and this is how you're going to do it, um, and this is what he's done. He's built. He's built communities he's built um you know he's dealt with the social media side of things um for others so this is him doing it for himself and well and luke and and the whole whole community i suppose um yeah i, I just i've got 
real conviction in, in their abilities to deliver and I don't think they're going to stop until they actually do, to be honest. Um, you know, they've both, Owens obviously um, sacrificed um, like a, a good position that he was in um, with his job um, and obviously, you know, Luke's doing his thing. I think he was doing sort of freelance stuff at the time so it's, it worked out pretty well and it's just... It's astounding what they've done. It's amazing. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm really like hats off to them for it, and I'm just glad to be a part of it um, as part of the community. So, and obviously all the people that you meet along the way is it's it's great fun. I hope you enjoyed that interview. If you'd like to connect with whatever, you can find them on Twitter at wtvr underscore studios. And if you'd like to check out their work, you can also find them on OpenSea at wtvr underscore studios if you'd like to connect with me you can also find me on twitter at it's luca wm i'd like to extend a huge thank you to whatever for joining me on the show today your story was incredibly interesting and i learned a ton and as always thank you to this entire community none of this is possible without you and your stories consistently inspire me i hope you all had fun in nftla as always Stay thingy, do good things, and I'll see you next week.